Can I just share just a real quick word with you, something the Lord dropped on my heart about 4 o'clock this morning. Yes, there is a 4 o'clock in the morning. I found it. Not sure why I couldn't sleep past 4, but I couldn't. And um, believe it or not, that's my brain is the most active then. It slows down. Like right now, you're seeing it at my worst, okay? This is as bad as it gets. No, it can get worse, but um, now that I think about it. <clears throat> Here we are on the 19th of January in this year of 2014. Still very much the beginning of the year. And as we're leaving 2013 behind us and moving on into the new year, I have to be honest and tell you that I truly have a great sense of anticipation that the Lord wants to do something dynamic in our midst in this coming year. Now, I know you've heard that before from pastors or from whomever, and um, I can't always tell you that I faced every year with the same sense of buoyancy and the same sense of um, anticipation that I have faced this year. I, I just sense the Lord moving and doing something. He drops things occasionally in my heart. It's exciting to see what the possibilities are. I have to say that as a fellowship, you excite me. <laughs> and uh, as I see how you're responding to the Lord, even in the midst of trials and problems and, and difficulties and situations. But for whatever reason, I have a wonderful sense of hope for this year. And there's a scripture that I, I happen to run across at 4 o'clock this morning in Isaiah that has encouraged me. And I wanted to encourage you if I can just share it with you quickly tonight. And then it's going to lead us into a particular prayer focus that I've kind of felt nudge, my heart nudge toward since about the middle of the week. It's found in Isaiah chapter 52. It's verses 11 and 12. And if we, do we have it to, to show? Okay, if we do, if you find it, great. I'm, I'm going to read it anyway. Isaiah chapter 52, verses 11 and 12. It says this, Get out. Get out and leave your captivity where everything you touch is unclean. Get out of there and purify yourselves, you who carry home the sacred objects of the Lord. You will not leave in a hurry running for your lives, for the Lord will go ahead of you. Yes, the God of Israel will protect you from behind. How many are glad the Lord goes before you and behind you? Now, one of the first things I notice about this, and don't get nervous, this is not a long message, it's just some thoughts that I have. One of the things I notice about this, Isaiah likes repetition. Notice that he says, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Or he'll say, awake, awake. And so in this instance, though, through this New Living Translation, it's get out, get out. The Jewish people have been in captivity in Babylon, and now they're being urged to get out. And the good news is this, that still today, Jesus is still delivering the captive. I said, Jesus is still delivering the captive. It's true. You don't have to be bound in that place of darkness, for Jesus is still our great deliverer. Blessed be his name. Whether or not 2013 or your recent past has been a place of captivity for you, Sometimes God has to urge us to get up and get out of where we have been. You all know and probably can give testimony to some point in your life where you have had to have that urge or just a holy kick to get out of where you have been. And that's because we can easily grow accustomed to our circumstances. 
and become reluctant to leave the place where we now are. Even when the Lord is telling us to leave the past behind us and move on into the new place that He has for us, there's something in our human nature that causes us to enjoy getting settled in to sometimes even less than positive circumstances and becoming accustomed to where we now are. It's what we're familiar with, and we will sometimes choose the familiar rather than that which is not familiar, even if the familiar is uncomfortable. We get accustomed to that, and so therefore the Lord has to urge us at times to get up and move on. Paul even says it this way, and you know this. He says, I press on toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And there is a clear indication, both from what Isaiah is saying and what the Apostle Paul says, that we are not to remain in the place where we have been, but we must move on. Now, Isaiah is telling them they don't have to escape like criminals. If you look at that scripture, were you able to find it? I think they said they had it up there. We're not supposed to have it for me tonight. You can leave it up if you find the Isaiah 52, verse 11 and 12. Isaiah is telling that they don't have to escape like criminals, but there's no reason to tarry. Let me tell you what that says to me. It says that I'm going to be aware of my past. I know it's there. It's not like I just can forget it. I know, I know what's happened. Sometimes we want to believe that the Lord would just blot it completely from our memory. That doesn't necessarily happen. And you may even be caused to remember more detail than you want to remember. But you do not have to allow it to paralyze you from moving into your future. Just because you are aware of your past and that which the Lord has brought you through or negative circumstances that you have been in, it does not have to paralyze you from moving on into your future for this very reason. God is the God of our yesterday. Let me say it again. God is the God of our yesterday. He allows the memory of our past to turn into a place of spiritual growth for our future. In many ways, God allows the memory of our past to protect us from making the same mistake that we have made in the past. That's why that memory remains. You learn from your mistakes. He allows you to remember that, and it is protection for you. However, sometimes in the retaining of memory of things that have happened in the past, particularly if they're unpleasant, let me tell you what I almost always give in closing comments at a graveside service as I'm completing a funeral service when a family is laying a loved one to rest. We, get, we do the official committal, and then I have about three personal words that I want to give the family, and I won't give them all, but one of them is this. I say this, and as discreetly as I can, that if there is a past memory of this loved one or any circumstance that is bitter in any way, then allow the Lord to drain the poison out of it because it can happen. And that may be true for you. You may be holding on to memories from the past as you are coming out of 2013 that hold for you poisonous and bitter memories. If that's true, then Tonight in this service, as you come for prayer, then lift your heart before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I need you to drain the poison out of that. It doesn't mean I'm going to forget it completely. You'll probably never forget it completely. It's seared into your memory. It's not probably natural that that would happen. It doesn't mean you'll forget it. But it does mean that the Lord can drain the poison out of it. It doesn't have to be as bitter as it feels to you tonight. Can you say amen to that? Because here's why, just as I read that verse a while ago. Why the Lord wants to do that? Because He is going to protect you from behind. 
that means he's protecting you from that memory of the past. He's protecting you from behind. Is anyone thankful for that tonight? Let the past rest, but let it rest in the sweet embrace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put it behind you. Be ready to go on into this new year, into all the hopeful possibilities All of the good things that God wants to do for you. Be ready to embrace what God has. And that includes putting the past to rest. And you may have to do that dynamically tonight. He will keep watch so that we will not be tripped up again by the same mistakes and failures. Which would undoubtedly happen if he were not our rear guard. But he is our rear guard. He's protecting us from our past. Blessed be his name. And God's hand reaches back to the past, settling all the claims against our conscience. One more thing. Isaiah also cautioned them, the Jewish people, not to take any of Babylon's uncleanness with them. He said, touch no unclean thing in chapter 52, verse 11. And that would certainly include the whole Babylonian system of idolatry and occult practices that helped to ruin the Jewish nation. And Paul makes the application, this same application to believers today in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 where he says this, and you know exactly what it is. You're familiar with this passage. He says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols. For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among believers, unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord, and don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And then going on into the first verse of chapter 7 of 2 Corinthians. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Now those of us who have been in church a long time and know the scripture, come out from among them, be separate. This has to be balanced with our call also to be salt and light to the world. Coming out from among them doesn't mean that you never have anything to do. But there's a difference is this. We are in the world, but not of the world. We are in the world, but not of the world. And the best visual I have for that is to understand this. The ship is in the water. The water is not in the ship. When the ship is in the water, it's headed toward its destiny. It's sailing. It's going somewhere. It's using the water to get to where it needs to go, and it's going just fine unless the water gets in the ship. If the water gets in the ship, what happens? We are in the world, but we are not of the world. God had a special word for the priests and Levites who were carrying the vessels of the temple. Come out from it, Babylon, and be pure, he says. This is a good command for all of us to obey. If we defile ourselves, we will also defile the work of the Lord. And let's take this tonight as an appropriate caution as we move into 2014. Leave the unholy things in the past and touch them not. 
And finally, verse 12 of this Isaiah 52 also tells us that the Lord will go ahead of you. What a wonderful promise. Just see that in your mind for a moment. Whatever direction you're headed, whatever thing you're doing, whether you're a teacher or, or a businessman or businesswoman, whatever you're doing and, and going about your business tomorrow, just in your mind, see the Lord going ahead of you. He's sending out His forces where we have even failed to do so. Those of us who think we're such good planners, we think we're so efficient in what we do and, and plan every detail. I like to consider myself a detail person. There's no way I can think of what the Lord can think of. There's no way I can see what the Lord can see. He goes out before us, and He is seeing things that we will not see. That's why there is that nudge in our heart, Spirit-filled believer, because the, the Spirit dwells within that says, no, 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 not this way, that way. Because he sees things that we don't see. He's going before us. He's not only our rear guard, he's going out before us. Does that give anybody reason to rejoice tonight? He's looking ahead of us and making the crooked path smooth. Bless his name. Well, that's what came to me at 4 o'clock this morning. And this is what I want to do. I've eaten up too much time with it already. Some of you are facing decisions as you go into this new year. And it doesn't matter what kind of decision it is. If it's a business decision, it's a situation in your family, you are facing decisions, and they're not easy decisions. I talk with lots of people who come to my office and say, I just, you know, I, I think they would like for me to tell them, and I can't tell them. I can't tell them. I can pray with them and ask the Lord to give them insight. But some of you are facing decisions, and I, I, I'm aware of a few but not near of, uh, aware of all of your situations, of course. And I want those of you who are saying, I am so thankful that the Lord is my rear guard and He is going to allow me to let my past rest in Him and that He is going before me. And because of what I'm trying to, the decision I'm trying to make, He sees things that I don't see. I need His wisdom and His nudge to tell me which way to go. If that's anybody in the house, I want you to stand tonight and we're going to pray for those that are making decisions.